Microphones would be nice. <laughs> Welcome to Voyage of the Geek for another week. This Thursday evening. The Already. Six, the 16th of February. Mm. We postponed for a couple of days. Mm. Let's put it down to excruciating heat wave hitting Canberra. Although it had nothing to do, that and it, to do with that and everything to do with lack of preparation and planning. <laughs> <laughs> and life getting in the road. But as previously promised, we were going to review... Uh, last time we reviewed a classic sci-fi... Uh, movie, which was Tron uh, from the early 80s, and now we're uh, alternating one review with another with classic and then something a little bit more modern. So we're going to have a look at Marvel's Doctor Strange tonight, hence the uh, wallpaper in the background here. Yep. But before we do that, myself, Dave Scotland, joined by Dan Miller every yep. week, uh, checking out the geekosphere and all things geek that come our way. Mm-hmm. How's your week been, sir? Um, <clears throat> pretty hot, as you said. Heat wave. Not for you, though. No, because I've got an air conditioner. 18 kilowatt industrial. <laughs> it's gigawatt, I it's think. blowing roof tiles off from the inside. <laughs> yeah. So the short story is the uh, the old one carked it. And, um, yeah, the sparky comes around and he says, um, you know, yeah, I can replace it. Which is actually fairly lucky because we're in the middle of a heat wave and they're banked up 200 deep oh, to yeah. get air conditioners put lucky, in. Very lucky. So anyway, two days he said he can come around and put it in. And, uh, yeah, he says, yeah, you've got a – it's broken. It's a 2.5 kilowatt aircon. Come around and fix it. On, uh, put in a new one on Tuesday. I'll order one and put it in on Tuesday. Yeah. And I said, uh, 2.5, eh? Don't they have bigger numbers than 2.5, if I remember? <laughs> and he says, yeah, oh, yeah, you can go up to a six kilowatt if you want. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah we're doing yeah. that. Give me that. <laughs> right. So, yeah, came and put it in. And then on the uh, by the afternoon, I had to turn it off because it was too bloody cold in my house. And that's house. the way it should be. It should be. Um, good air conditioning means you should have a scarf nearby, right? Yes. Like if you've got the climate control set correctly, mm. you should just keep a scarf nearby. Mm. Mm. Forget about the remote. That can stay on the wall. There are people who set the compl- – I'm sure set it correctly to the exact right temperature and the, and the thing keeps it perfectly balanced at the right temperature. I'm more of the person that likes to put it on minus 20 yeah. and then you just blast down to freezing <laughs> and then you turn it off and let it slowly warm up. And then you yeah. turn it on again. Yeah, I'm the same. It's uh, I like to live in a in a perpetual server room, <laughs> like a render farm. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> well, that's good. You've uh, you've escaped the heat. Mm. Um, I managed to put an extension hose on the portable air conditioner, so it's really helping me a lot in the last week or so. We had a thunderstorm last weekend, and it was at like twelve o'clock at night. Mm. And I swear, outside it must have been. It was hot yeah. outside. It must have been thirty-three, four, five, six. Mm. And I don't know if the rain coming down in the thunderstorm was cold. <laughs> yeah, you, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, hot thunderstorm. Well, we're we're experiencing, um, and we won't bang on about the weather too much longer. No, yeah, uh, but we're experiencing a lot of uh, humidity in Canberra, and we live at altitude. Mm. Like there's Canberra for anyone that doesn't know much about the Australian geography is um, the capital of Australia but it's inland and it's high mm. uh, we're at altitude here mm. and um, and we rarely get humidity mm. we, And but in, in recent times we had so much humidity the other day that the air conditioning was left on at work and some of my work colleagues went in and found their whole bookshelf, uh, every book on their bookshelf, all the pages were warped yeah, they right. were literally saturated yeah, with uh, with dampness. Mm. Um, they came good, mm. uh, thank God, because a lot of them were collect- collectible books and things like mm. that. Um, but that's weird for, for our part of town. Mm. And I can't help but think, man, 
uh, without going down any political trails, we're in trouble. <laughs> you know, the planet's in trouble. We're, we've got some major sh- ridiculous shit going on at the moment. Well, it's certainly been hot lately, put it that way. Yeah. All right. So, Doctor Strange. Um, this is a pretty good link for us because we've been talking about Doctor Strange recently mm. in our list uh, breakdown for mm-hmm. the Visual Effects um, Academy Award. Mm. And it's one of the shortlisted f- top five, yeah? Yeah, so I it's, st- so. it's still in the running. Yeah. It could yep. win. In fact, I think it's the only Academy Award that it's nominated for. I believe if you look on IMDb that it's only nominated for one Academy Award. I wasn't checking out the Academy Awards, but... I think, yeah, nominated oh, yeah. nominated for one Oscar. Another five wins and 38 nominations, but they were probably for mm-hmm. BAFTAs and, mm-hmm. you know, Golden Globes and things like that. But the Oscar nomination, if there's only one, it has to be the visual effects mm. nomination. Yeah? Uh, I don't know. What's I don't know. It's Well, we can talk about it slowly, but, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty uh, it's getting good reviews it is yeah i just checked it it's the academy award uh 2017 nominated uh best achievement in visual effects yeah okay yeah yeah so the rest of the awards that it's nominated for is baftas and and uh screen actors guild awards yeah 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 cool all right so yes um tell me you watched it recently yeah last i don't know Three or four days I watched ago. it recently. I watched it before, but then mm-hmm. I topped it up and watched it recently again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me your initial thoughts, just as an audience member. Um, okay, my initial thought and my initial overview of it is that I really enjoyed it. And as I was watching it, I'm like, you know, this is a movie and it does what it says on the tin. You know, it's a, it's it does whatever movies do. You know, they entertain you throughout. You you find them interesting. Um, you're looking forward to whatever's going to happen next. Um, you know, you feel like you should have a thing of popcorn. You know, whatever. You, you, you feel like you should should have a thing of popcorn more than normal, more than other movies, don't you? You sort of there's there's almost a sort of a movie going experience now when you're watching something that you certain films. Mm. They just we call them popcorn movies. Yeah, popcorn flicks. They actually make you feel like you should be going the, doing the whole experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't you? I should be sitting in Sen Stadium, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Sort of IMAX or something, yeah. because this film is bigger than it's larger than life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that was my overall opinion. Is that I just really enjoyed it for from start to finish. You know, I mean, sometimes you're watching a movie and you're like, yeah, yeah, get through this bit. Yeah, I assume there's going to be something cool coming up. I was never had any of those type of things. Yeah. I was going through. I was like, you know, really enjoying it all the way through. So, what was your opinions? Just, just, uh, just similar, globally? similar. It was engaging all the way through. Mm. Um, it's hard for me. I sort of, as I go through, and I guess I'm the same with with Star Wars. I'm the same with Star Trek. I'm the same with anything. There's a franchise piece. Mm-hmm. Everything is, uh, once something is created, it becomes part of that mass, unless it's ridiculously out of step and then it just gets left over here, mm-hmm. like some of the prequels for Star Wars maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not sort of grouped in. But now we, we hold everything up to the mass, the uh, uh, the collective works. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. So we, it's a, I find it really hard to, to judge it purely on its own merits if it's part of a larger canon, if it's part okay. of a larger franchise. Um, um, not so much the canon. If we move away from the canon, I, what I'm talking about is the, what, the presentation the Marvel package. Yeah, the thing. presentation package. Look, I had almost almost the opposite experience because, I don't know, I'm not too much into the 
the nooks and crannies and the details of the Marvel Universe. So I'm happy to sit there fresh and just watch it. I'm, um, I'm not either, but I am into the the spectacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't really know who – I didn't know the backstory of Dead, yeah, I never Deadpool. Knew. I don't – you know, yeah. I don't – I didn't <coughs> even I know who Doctor Strange up. was. Even yeah, though yeah. I've seen pictures of this guy with the okay. big collar and the, mm-hmm. the goatee and stuff, and I had mm. seen him, and it's not like it was – it was um, foreign imagery. I somehow saw him. I didn't know who the hell it was. But I couldn't tell you anything about the character. I didn't yeah. know he was a surgeon, a doctor, or whatever, or what his backstory was. Um, but yet, when I see a Marvel movie, even Ant-Man, which is a bit of a break from from mm-hmm. the norm, um, but definitely, you know, Deadpool, mm-hmm. um, I still hold it up to um, to what has come before it. Okay. And it, it adds to it. And, and then, so the next one, okay. it's going to have that and all the others as well. Okay. From that perspective, it didn't let me down. Right, yeah. You know, it. I was looking at a $170 million film and every penny of it was up there on screen. You, mm. could, you could see it. Mm. So it didn't let me down that way and I enjoyed it. I was looking at more of an individual thing and to me, I, this is why I say I had this sort of opposite experience is that, and this is going to contain spoilers, I'm sure. So Oh, yeah, that always goes right. goes without saying. So when other Marvel people, other Marvel um, characters and references start to come up in, inside. That was actually what I found a bit um, jarring. A little bit? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Because, you know, I was just coming at it as I see what I see on the screen and then when Thor turns up or something in it, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, it's a bigger part. But no, I'm not detracting from it in any way. That You're, you're of course, talking about the post-credit Scene that is yeah, now they had a whole bunch of Easter eggs shoved right now at the part end. of the Marvel thing is you always hang around yeah. to, to after the credits yeah to see the post credit uh, scene. I think it's a really great shtick to shtick in your movies. Well, while we're on it, because they had two. What'd you make of that? Like, um, what I took from it was that Thor Ragnarok, which is what we're about to see. I understand soon. Thor even less than I understand all of this stuff, right? <laughs> Thor, the new movie, the, yeah. new, the new Thor movie, yeah. which I think has got something to do with the Hulk in it. You know, I think he's going to okay. help Thor out. And now it looks like um, if you take that one scene, you get quite a lot of um, exposition in relation to what Thor Ragnarok might be involving, uh, yep, that they okay. have to come to Earth, they're looking for somebody. Mm-hmm. He's got Loki in tow mm. again. Uh, so Loki's helping him or they're helping one another or whatever. And and I didn't mind that, that you know, so why are you here? Mm. Um, how long are you going to be here? Are you going to leave straight yeah, away? Yeah. All right, okay, well, I'll help you then. I didn't mind that because you're talking to a god. I took it from actually the opposite view again. So I wasn't really all that concerned with Thor when I was watching that little Easter egg. I was much more concerned with um, Doctor Strange because to me what it said was, that Doctor Strange, and we can talk about the story in a sec because yeah. I want to go into a little bit of details, but that was the concluding cherry on the cake that, um, and we can now draw a line under this, yeah. and he's we've arrived. A, he's the big kahuna, like he's, yeah. he's now the uh, uh, the overseer yeah. of yeah. our realm, yeah. so yeah. to speak. Um, a little bit of trivia that I came across was that he has been sprinkled throughout the Marvel uh, movies in the past. There's... Um, there was items in the. There's like a trophy room down in the recent, Asgard. in the recent 
recent Marvel ones. Yeah, the recent movies. Oh, okay, yeah, they're like sprinkling do, uh, do, uh, Doctor Strange all over the place. Okay, um, cool. Not a lot, but they're they're right. in there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and 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 so it, as a character and as a movie, he's obviously been on their agenda for a while. For cool. the, for them to be, uh, um, wouldn't you love? To be privy to, or be a fly on the wall on those conversations, <laughs> those overarching, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because they're, they're ten, planned. they're fifteen years in front. You know, they'd probably be out to fifteen, twenty years from now. They've got it all worked out, and that we need a script here, and then that's going to build us to there. And wouldn't you love to be part of that meeting? They definitely seem to have something going on compared with the competition. <laughs> DC, DC's seems got nothing going they, on. They, I don't. I can't. I, I, look, I don't know enough about it to know enough about. I know it. what I see. I know what I see. I know what I see, but I don't know. What I, and and you know, just thinking about those type of things, it's like Marvel seem to have their shit together, yeah. and then DC's like, oh fuck, what, what the fuck? Quick, yeah. quick, quick! And Marvel keeps put. Uh, DC keeps putting a uh, presence on or importance on the director. They keep putting it back on the director. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy that did Superman and and versus? Batman. Ah, no chance of knowing. Uh, I always forget yeah. his name, and it's forgettable. Um, some of his movies are very forgettable as well. He, it's a, it's a blah blah movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's a such and such movie, made okay. this movie. We don't. It's not. It's a Hulk movie or it's exactly. a Star- that's Superman the movie. That's what it is. That's the way the Marvel <laughs> yeah, works. And yeah. we were far more interested yeah. in the fact that all these superheroes are going to get together in one yeah. team yeah, with yeah. the Avengers than say, oh, it's a Joss Whedon Yes, film. they've got a bunch of directors together. Yeah. And we, not- we like that. We see <laughs> the poster and then we see, yeah. oh, and by the way, it's, it's being directed by a cool director. And that comes much later down the track, I'm sure. DC go the other direction mm. and they start to put this credit. That's Who, an interesting The guy thought. I always forget his freaking name I'll look it up in a minute He, the guy that did Superman Batman they're holding on to him they're keeping him as a he's he's a major uh, creative consultant on the Wonder Woman film there he's got a some he was heavily involved in Suicide Squad mm-hmm. as well they won't let go of him mm. even though he made a massive turd like mm. you know it's it's well known that that they they under delivered mm. Batman and Superman mm. in a film like it mm. should have been mm. you know the de- movie of the decade and mm. it didn't even come close mm. yeah I know I'm actually always surprised at how many people are very into Batman uh, not Batman Superman mm. Batman's actually fairly obvious everybody kind of loves Batman he's cool but yeah. yeah there's a lot of people that are into Superman and they're right into the lore and they're right into the because um, I never really sort of was aware of most of that that mm. there was sort of all of that sort of depth behind it and, yeah, it's a bit weird when you then go and screw that all up. All right, back to Doctor Strange, yes, though. Yes. This is our our topic for tonight. So um, we can go for a bit of a cruise because I wanted to have a look at um, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes just to get a bit of a... Or you just got some facts? Well, I, I just want to give us a bit of a global perspective here. Nice. You're going to look at the um, box office. Yeah, I'm going to have a look at the there. box office mojo in a minute. I wanted to talk a little bit about the story because i got some things to say. Um, and then we should probably talk a little bit about the VFX. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. Where do you want to want to begin? Uh, it's up to you, mate. All right. Well, considering that you're up at the moment, yep. do you want to... Let's go and have a look at box office. Yep. What did this movie do? It's currently sitting at six hundred and seventy-three million worldwide. Okay. Worldwide. So that's yeah. that's domestic and foreign. Uh, domestic, it did two hundred and thirty-two million. Uh, two hundred and thirty-two million two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and foreign, it doubled that. Mm. Four hundred and forty-one. 
Uh, so it's $673 million for a production budget of $165 million. Okay. It's, that's a big production budget. Yeah, it is a big production budget. It's a lot of money there. So what's the gross total again? Can you maybe flash it up on the yeah, screen? Yeah. I don't know. Yep, let's um, do that. I'm just forgetting all Here the numbers go. as soon as you say them. So... Six hundred and seventy-three uh, worldwide. Right. Okay. Uh, had an opening weekend of eighty-five million, which is not shabby at all. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it opened ranked uh, number one. Opened in three thousand eight hundred, nearly nearly four thousand f- theaters. Yeah. Um, and each theater pulling in about twenty-one thousand on average. Um, it's been in release for a hundred and three, or it was in release for a hundred and three days. I've got a feeling it's not. Being, it's not in the cinemas at the moment because I've got a feeling it may have even been released on DVD and Blu-ray in the last couple of days. November, yeah. So release date November four last year. So it, it must only just, well, it's probably only just been out of theaters. Yeah. So fourteen weeks. So in fourteen weeks, they turned in six hundred and seventy-three million. Big chunk of money, but man, it's everything's relative, isn't it? You know, they, we're, yeah, when we compare them to a Rogue, Rogue One, and a Star Wars, and mm. an Avengers, and you know, there's, <clears throat> it's 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 probably you know when you hold them up to that, it's mm. it's, it's not too shabby. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Yeah, um, I think something like Star Wars, of course, is probably comparing it to the Star Wars movies. You're probably bit of an unfair comparison if you compare it to other um, recent Marvel releases. What have you got any data on? Uh, um, it's got this. Yeah, we've got some genres here. Superhero origin. Um, if we were to look at some comparisons here for origin okay, movies, cool. so these are origin movies. Um, some of the ones that beat out Doctor Strange for origin films, and we're talking about lifetime gross at the, at the theaters. Um, it's got it's ninth at the moment. Yeah, sitting so ninth. Yeah, yeah, okay. and it's it's been being beat out. Number one is uh, a very healthy sort of with a healthy lead is the original Spider Man, yeah, yeah. which would have been the Harold Ramis uh, Ramy mm-hmm. um, uh, Spider Man from the late nineties, mm-hmm. something like that, two thousands. Um, but n- noticeably, Deadpool's up in there. Yeah, that one was a bit of a, a rocket, wasn't it? Yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy, of course. Mm. So it's a pretty cool list to have a look at there um, in relation to uh, other origin superhero-type films. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not massive. It's not in the top five, but it's not you know sitting at 20th or anything mm. like that. So it's got pretty healthy there. Yeah, comfortably healthy. With some up some upcoming ones over here that we need to keep an eye out for. We got Captain Marvel, uh, I think in twenty nineteen. Okay, I think it's not coming till twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So twenty nineteen, we've got Aquaman coming up next year, and then this year we got Wonder Woman, and there's a couple of other sort of superheroish things kicking off this year. TV's making a big uh, splash at the moment with superhero properties mm. with Marvel, mm. uh, Marvel DC are mm. still trying to win that space as well. Mm. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> if you want to maybe move on. Mm-hmm. Now, my cursed computer is doing stupid stuff. Yep. Can you maybe grab up uh, just quickly for us IMDb and Dr. Strange? Oh, yeah, Did you see how here. quick that was? <laughs> you were right on the ball, man. Okay. Um, so what have we got here? A former neurosurgeon embarks on a journey of healing only to be drawn into the world of mystic arts. So is that a tagline, would you suggest? I would a- suggest that that is a tagline, yes. Well, no, we didn't we establish that a tagline has the 
it's a selling thing for yeah, internal yeah. uses. Yeah. And then a... No, no, the tagline is for selling... Th- that's what goes on the posters. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and the yeah. premise... The logline. The logline. Yeah, that's yeah. It. That's the... That's internal uses and usually has a conclusion yeah. associated So this with might it. be a logline light. Yes. Certainly the story in one line. Um, okay, so 7.8 out of 10. Now, I think we've complained um, bitterly in the past about... Um, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and how they assess things and it's all very wishy-washy and stuff. But anyway, 7.8. Out of um, 201,000 votes of IMDb members. Mm. I always look at that number. If if you've scored five, like like this film, the made-for-television version of Doctor Strange in 1978 scored <laughs> 5.4 out of 10, but only had a 1,000 votes. So okay, uh, that tells me that it doesn't have a wide amount of interest, you know, and you really – this number – yeah. Sample size. Big numbers. Big sample size yeah, usually yeah. averages out and you get something a lot more accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's, let's keep that juiciness – um, so a little bit further down, we've got all sorts of um, interesting things. Um, so before we maybe just pop over to Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, cruise down a little bit for, uh, further and have a look at actors. All right. Now, what jumps out at me as... Now, Doctor Strange is supposed to be bizarre and trippy and yep. fourth dimensional. Check this out for weird. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch... Yes. ...is Doctor Stephen Strange. Yes. And his offsider is Wong, whose name is Benedict Wong. Oh, wow. Now, that cannot be a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> That's So, Benedict Wong plays Wong, and Benedict Cumberbatch plays Doctor Strange. Yeah. That's, that is bizarre. That is too weird. Yeah. Now, one of the all-time um, great bad guys, and just usually just... Whatever film he's in, he just sort of takes over the... This is Cumberbatch. No, um, Mickelson. Although oh, he, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. he was underplayed in this. What did you think? Yeah. He I, was a servant of the bad guys. He's the mini-boss. He, he was the henchman. He's the mini-boss. Well, the henchman called him the henchman, the mini-boss. Yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> I think he did a good job. Yeah. And um, he did what he needed to do, though I don't know if I liked his style. Okay. Okay, I don't know. Maybe there wasn't enough moustache twirling yeah, yeah. with his character. Yeah. But that actually ties in a little bit with the story, which I want to talk about in a sec. He didn't really say anything about his plot, about what he was there to do. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah, he yeah. Didn't okay, lag so what, on about his monologue. and. Yeah, what I was kind of... Um, or, or when he did start to do that, it was a little bit convoluted that he was an evil person because evil is evil and he was evil and, you know, he, he didn't give... So, um, yeah, I thought it was a little bland. Now, again, I thought the movie was fantastic and I enjoyed it from start to finish. Yeah. But, yeah, he didn't sort of sparkle as that henchman mini-boss, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, what did you reckon? Yeah, I never got the sense that he was driving the the plot from the bad guy perspective. Normally okay, yeah. normally superhero films, mm. um, the superheroes are reactive to, the, to yeah. the plot that's being driven by the bad guy. Yeah. And yeah. and so if you look at the Avengers, Loki, it's all it's his story. It's really Loki's story. <laughs> yep. And they're all just getting dragged along with it. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much the same for any bad guy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the agenda is set by the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a sense of that with this. Mm. So I felt like we stayed with strange quite a bit in fact he says a line in it where I didn't come here to save the universe or save the planet 
or get drawn into some battle of another realm or something. I just came here to fix my hands. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I just yeah. to get well or to heal or whatever. Uh, you know, he makes that protest. Well, maybe that's a good um, uh, segue um, into the story. Um, well, before we leave the cast. Okay. Did you have any problems with anybody in the cast? Yeah, I did. And why they were chosen and, and whether they... Uh, Tilda Swinton was just weird. <laughs> she is got to be one of the weirdest um, looking film faces. You know, when you see her on screen, it's weird. And so you take someone that already looks weird. If she has, yeah, yeah. if she's dressed in everyday clothes, yeah, with everyday hair, yeah. In an everyday role, mm-hmm. she looks weird because she's <laughs> yeah, got okay. a very unique look about her. Yeah, right? yeah. She looks great if you put her in um, uh, Elizabethan attire and she's uh, in the court, Queen's Court or something. She's great for that, you know. Yeah, she's, she yeah. Looks, she's really good. And she could put her in a, uh, Hamlet. You could put her in, you know, she's, for some reason, I don't know why, but she seems to be fine mm-hmm. with that. Stick her in an office job behind some petitions or something, typing or whatever, and you. <laughs> It would look weird. She just looks weird in ordinary walk around. So to top it off, they shaved her head. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. And so she's this... She's already got a weird head. (laughs) She's got a weird head. (laughs) She delivers lines in a very unique way. Yep. And it annoyed me. Yeah, it annoyed me as well. I it again. I it. It's not that I disliked the movie. As I said, I enjoyed it all the way through. And there wasn't even bits in the movie where I was like, "Oh, really? Come on, come on." Um, but yeah, yeah. No, she stood out like a sore thumb as being weird. There was some really bizarre decisions around her character as well. When what? we first first see her, she turns up and she fights. Mickelson and Co. Yeah, and we see this is the opening sequence, right? Yeah, yeah. And she fights them off, and uh, t- you know, uh, in comes the, the fourth, kaleidoscopic thing, right? Fourth dimension thing, yeah. And when she turns up, she's she's in this yellow hooded thing. She does the whole fight, and we never see her face. She's a ninja. Yeah, we, yeah. We need to not see her face because she has to do the. We have to do the in joke later on. Where the reveal. She's where, re- mistaken for the butler. Yeah, you know, yeah. And she's serving the tea or whatever. Which is a bit of a tired joke to put all that energy into, anyway. Really. But when we first see her, she's standing there with the the hood on, with a, a sort of a big, long, sort of almost martial arts type jacket, mm-hmm. with the sleeves rolled up, and. Tucked up like this, yeah. like um, like Tubbs and Crockett from Miami Vice in the eighties. <laughs> you know where they used to wear suits and then yeah. pull the fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah, and a tie as well. You, probably. you have a, next. <laughs> I swear to God, it's the weirdest looking thing. I'm thinking, where's who made that decision? You know, because I reckon it was her. Yeah. yeah. Um, but from that moment all the way through the film, I was just uneasy with with her and the choice of her being there. I've got a feeling it was probably along the lines, and this is just a complete guess, but it was probably along the lines that we've always got this. They even made fun of it in the film. The old Asian Mr. Miyagi-looking guy over there who gets up and walks out. That was part of the trick. And it was it's like... Yeah, the smoke and mirrors thing. Yeah, it's a bit of a... Yeah. Did they pick her so that we went away from that? The, the the old uh, Shaolin. I don't know. You could imagine them around the table and saying, you know, what's the opposite? What's the least likely thing people would expect? You know, um, and we already kind of, you know, it's a bit of a giveaway, probably, because everybody's expecting the opposite of the obvious joke. Yeah. You know, yeah. the obvious cliche. Um, I think uneasy is a really good way of describing it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there was some, and these these things are difficult to describe. But there was something about her demeanor in her role as the um, ancient, the ancient one. And I was like, I didn't buy for a second that she was the ancient one. Yeah, you know, if she was like, you know, Rapunzel Smith or something or other, but the ancient one, ancient ones have tentacles and they rise out of the ocean. You know, she wasn't the ancient one at all. and yeah, her kind of demeanor and the way that she talked, and she kind of had these kind of happy smiles and yeah. was kind of wise but vulnerable. And I'll, 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 how about this as a contrast, right? You've got the mentor to Batman, Ra's al Ghul, mm-hmm. in the first Batman with Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Even though he was a bad guy, mm-hmm. we still had a connection to him. Mm-hmm. Because his presence, he was believable in that role. Mm. And the things he did, you know, where he sort of um, set him up for a fall to teach him a lesson and things like that, we were still on board with that. And we realised what he's doing is trying to make him stronger, you know, and Mm -hmm. he's doing it. She was doing things like that as well by, you know, materialising him on the side of a Um, mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to die in 38 seconds. And then just goes back and... Those sorts of things, I didn't endear. She, she wasn't endearing, you know. I didn't know what to think. Is are you? Is she part of it? Like, is she gonna? You know, I just couldn't get on board with her. And I think that's an acting. It's an actor role combination that that helps that process. There's a sort of an underlying um, wisdom that we kind of expect deep underneath those masters that they know their shit and they know what they're doing. And she didn't kind of exude that. It sort of was like just this awkward. Stuff with some wise yeah. mystical sayings that don't quite mean much, yeah. but and that's what makes them wise because you don't personally understand what she just said. Yeah. You know, it was that type of thing. It seemed to be cliched and stuff. And I thought she was a bit of a smartass. <laughs> yeah, maybe a bit of a smartass. You know, you've been searching for blah 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 your whole <laughs> life, and now when it's presented to you, you don't want to believe it, sort of thing. And I mean, that's a that's a that's a backhand. That's a you don't tend to get that from your Miyagi masters, you know, that set you up, knock you down comment like that. There's another bit that was a bit sharp, actually. <clears throat> and this was um, when he first goes in to meet the Ancient One, right? And then, you know, you know, the Ancient One starts talking in riddles. And, and you think normally what happens with these things is that goes on for about 65 minutes of the Ancient One blathering around and, yeah. and doing all this half. But no, no, no. With this one... She was like in there and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we do magic and shit. Magic, see? Magic. Pew, magic. And, you know, for me that was a little bit sharp and it it cheapened it just a little bit, you know, that, and perhaps that was symptomatic of some of the other things that could have let it build up a little bit more with a bit of suspense rather than going straight for the firecrackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. So you were were about to uh, segue over to the narrative? Yeah, let's talk about the narrative. Um, so the general sort of um, uh, vibe that I wanted to do was, um, yeah, talk about the narrative and then uh, sort of move over to Rotten Tomatoes afterwards. Mm-hmm. So as we did last time, we talked about the narrative in terms of the monomyth. Now, um, this thing, this um, um, machine of mine's working. So if we want to switch over... And I've just got the monomyth thing up again. Um, And I want to examine it. Now, as we sort of said in the last... You can examine the narrative of a a film or a story 
any way you want, right? You can count the number of words in it. That's a way to examine it. And this is another way to examine it. And really what you're doing is you, when you're examining it versus the monomyth is you're comparing it to a very classical formula for a story. Yeah. A very old and perhaps even ancient, an ancient one, classical formula for a story. I mean, it's literally derived from very, very old stories. Yep. The passing on of the baton, you know, the, which they didn't really focus much on in this this film, but essentially that's what this story is, isn't it? It's sort of a... It's a journey of a hero. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. and that's what the monomyth is. So, it's yeah, it's the journey of the hero. Um, and like you said, it's an origin story, origin of um, the superhero. This sets up the, you know, this introduces him and starts him off. Yep. Um, so, I just wanted to cruise around the monomyth because we did that for um, Tron and, yeah, we found a few things. We found a few other things. So, um, <clears throat> so we'll go around counterclockwise here and I just want to, I don't want to st- stay too long, but just sort of hit each of the nodes and see what, what we think. Mm-hmm. Call to Adventure. Um, so there's a call to um, to adventure. Uh, I think that's fairly standard. There's nothing too much to say there that that's, that's going to happen. But mm-hmm. what's more important is the next one, the refusal of the call. Yeah. Does the hero, Doctor or Stephen Strange, refuse the call? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He does, but they, no one listens. Well, uh, okay. what I'm going to actually ask you is: He does he do a perfect refuse for refuse of the call? Not really. A perfect, I think, refuse of the call means that um, something inside him he doesn't want to leave his sheltered yeah. world. Yeah. Um, and in a lot of ways, he's he does kind of refuse the call, but he's kind of forced into it. Yeah, he has to do it because. You know, the accident he goes through, so there's going to be loads of spoilers and stuff yeah. here. The accident he goes through. Um, so, yeah, I'd say he does refuse the call. Um, is there any... Uh, I, I'm just thinking about when he um, he goes to Nepal, when he, he first... Um, that's a fairly voluntary act. Yeah. But the, the fact that he crashed and lost his job as a super duper surgeon Mm. he definitely doesn't want to lose his job at the start he wants to become the surgeon again he wants to go back to where he came from so in that sense he's definitely refused so maybe it is a quite perfect refuse he doesn't want to leave yeah he doesn't want to leave all right um the okay so now you'll soon see the reason why i pulled this out the next part is supernatural aid yeah now, this is, you know, sometimes it's supernatural aid can be interpreted as not necessarily supernatural. It could be some mechanical, like James Bond has <coughs> supernatural aid with yep. Q gives Q. him stuff. Yep. Um, but he's definitely got supernatural aid. Yeah. Right? Everywhere. Right. They're everywhere. <laughs> I think perfect. Yeah. A perfect example of, of having supernatural aid. Okay. <coughs> Next one is... So another part of the monomyth is the hero has to be removed reluctantly from their normal world and kind of forced into this other world. Yep. Um, And so we're now going down into that journey, and the the first part part of that is crossing the first threshold. Um, This is the point where the the person actually crosses into the field of adventure, leaving the known limits of his or her own, adventuring into the unknown, dangerous realm, Again, this happens fucking literally. I mean, he just gets rammed into a completely different world and then just thrown around like a ragdoll inside a kaleidoscope for 15 minutes and comes out screaming, (laughs) you know. Um, So it's got that in spades. Yep. 
Um, the next one is the belly of the whale, and this uh, this is where you know, um, this is where he's all in. Chips are all in. The final separation, yeah, from the known world is the statement there, and um, it shows their willingness to undergo a metamorphosis. So it's the it's the accepting of the new thing. Yeah. The letting go, I guess, of the old. So, and, and this is um, quite important because we can examine it from a character story arc. He definitely wants to be stay a surgeon. He doesn't want to leave being a surgeon. Surgeons being a surgeon's awesome. He loves yeah. doing that. So when he hits the belly of the whale, he's got to now decide that he's going to be double thumbs up for being a magician, right? Yeah. And that definitely happens in the movie very clearly. Absolutely. Right? He has to be convinced that... There are more than one. I think they say it in the film. There's more than one way to save people. Mm. Um, and then I think in that same in that same conversation, he's told, um, "You've got to stop being driven by ego," sort of thing. And I think that's when the turning point was for him. Mm-hmm. That he he realizes that like what he had, he will never have again. Like yep. even though he's got oh, yeah, all the yeah, magic, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. still Mr. Yeah. Shaky, shaky, <laughs> shaky Stevens. Hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay, so the next one, Road of Trials. Um, so this is where he goes through a bunch of tests and tasks. Again, this happens completely, exactly, literally. Yeah. The Ancient One, his master, throws him through all of these yeah. trials. Yeah. Um, then he has to go and fight the the other dude, the other sort of pupil dude who whacks him over the head yeah. and says, you must defend yourself, you know, all of that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, even other trials where he meets the um, the mini boss yeah. for the first time, yep. right? The next one, um, Meeting of the Goddess. This is the point. Now, this could be interesting. Meeting of the Goddess. Um, this is the point uh, when the person experiences a love that has the power and significance of the all-powerful, all-encompassing, unconditional love. Um, 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 yeah, even a parental kind of a love. Now, there's definitely a love story in there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that, that kind of goes all the way through. Yep. Um, so, I don't know if that's in there as a... As a meeting? Yeah, not yeah. as a meeting. No. I mean, I've, I've always taken that part of the monomyth as a a, um, a meeting, you know, yeah. an actual meeting during the story. You know, if you already know that person, it's not usually the one that they're talking about. There. Yeah. All right, so um, moving on. The next one is... So that one, let's say that that one's fairly light. It's yeah. a little bit, It's well, maybe even use the words, it's not a perfect example of yep. that, right? The next one, Temptation. Let me throw it over to you. Does uh, Doctor Strange get tempted to go over to the dark side? Yes. 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 He totally does. Absolutely. Yes. And and tries to justify it by saying that the... The master, the ancient one, draws power from the dark side. Yes, yes. Why why shouldn't I? Yes. Um, So he definitely does get tempted, and the um, and I was enjoying the movie, and I was actually then starting to get tempted myself, and I was like, "Well, hang on a minute. Yep. You know, maybe that ancient bald weirdo is not actually (laughs) what she claims to be. (laughs) You know, and I'm thinking, you know, what's going on here? So yeah, that's pretty good." I think that's pretty close to, yeah, to perfect. So. Um, the next one, Atonement of the Father. So um, this is the step where the person must confront um, or be initiated by whatever holds the ultimate power in his or her life. Um, uh, it's a father figure um, 
marks a central central point in the journey. Atonement of the Father, and I think perhaps not perfectly, but I think there isn't a kind of an atonement of the Father in there. Kind of maybe not at the middle point of the journey, but at least referenced in the middle point of the journey. And that's where he starts to feel guilty about giving his girlfriend shit. Yep. He sends her that email, and it was, I thought that was really a cunning piece of the story, where they, where he said, "I'm writing to you again," and then it's like, uh, "Yeah, fuck it," <laughs> you know, it's not going to work, yeah. you know. Um, so I don't know if that's actual. That's the moment, that, but that's sort of setting up, yep. and then ultimately he sort of makes up with her at the end, and he realizes that he's a jerk, and that that was being a jerk, and that's part of the character arc, right? So that's cool. Um, I think we've got a light. We've got a kind of a, a version of that sort of happening here. Yep. Next one, apiostasis. Um, so this is where the, the 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 hero has to die. Yeah. Now, does that happen in the movie? Unless we talk about the the. We can talk about everything. Yeah, yeah. When sorry, he, this thing just flicked off. Yeah, go on. When he uh, gets t- stuck on the side of a mountain, and then he's. Um, He's near death. That's it's one that's yeah. kind of close. Yeah, um, I think apiostasis is really. It's not just any old dying. It's dying and managing to pull through. Yeah. So um, it could be that it that could point of desperation where um, he's literally just camping on the doorstep. You know, he's got nothing to go to. He's got nowhere to go. So who he who he was was dead. At okay. That point. It could be that, and and that's and I'll give you another one where he drives the car off the cliff right yeah. at the very 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 start. Yeah. But he wasn't the hero then, no. right? So there's plenty of deaths and possible candidates. Yeah. So none of those I don't think we describe as the perfect apiostasis. Yeah. But we're not thinking of all of them. No, no. In fact, he died at least a, a million times. <laughs> exact fucking. That we didn't even see. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so very- it's it's heavily uh, in it's it's a it's really the turning point uh, of the main battle at the uh, against the main bad guy, and he doesn't just die once; he dies, like you said, he yeah. potentially a million times over and over and over. Absolutely. All right, and that's pretty much. Now, I think that's a that's an A plus for apiostasis. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's a pretty heroic effort, being willing to die a million times to. Okay. Um, so we're now coming up the other side. So um, ultimate boon. Um, the ultimate boon is achievable. The goal, the quest, um, is what the person went on the journey to get, um, and the previous steps alone prepare. So I think um, I think yes, like yeah. he achieved magic, like he achieved the the control of this of this thing, which is what he set out to do. That might be, but I don't know if that's the ultimate boon because yeah. the ultimate boon's due, you know, tied to his heroic thing, yep. and you know, and that's where he probably gets the the thing that he needs to defeat the the super bad guy, not yeah. the mini bo- the mini boss. Yeah, um, and so he does that at the end when I, I think he does that at the end when he's he's sort of defeated the mini boss and he's been screwing around with time, and then he gets the genius move where he's going to go in and. Attack the you know so solve the mm-hmm. thing so that's that's it uh, refusal to turn to the refusal to return so this is a bit like the the uh, temptation um, and we do know that he goes into the bad guy realm where all the bad guy where the bad guy in his bad guy dimension um, and I think you know maybe that would be the refusal to return I don't know if he he does that um, no I don't think that one fits 
Yeah, so, no, I don't think... And then there's the next one, which is the Magic Flight, which is related to it. So what you would expect with Magic Flight is after he's got the boon and after he's done the deed and even killed the the big boss, it's still not over. Yeah. And he has to... And there's still a hundred bad guy ninjas and he still has to run through New York City. Yeah. Um, And I don't think that happened either. Once bad guy was done, it's job done. We're out of here for finished. Um, similarly, rescue without from without. I don't know. Maybe you know this is the hero needs powerful guides. I think that's in the background of the story um, because he draws his power from the good gods, not the bad gods. Mm. But I don't think it was really explicit and, and really clear in there. Yeah. Um, so then, crossing uh, return to the threshold. So the, he definitely does that. He just comes back to the real world, and he does that in multiple stages. He yeah. time stops. He goes into the other dimension. He comes out of the other dimension. And time reverses again. And all those sorts of things. Yep. Next one, Defin- master. Definitely master of two worlds. Master of two worlds. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I mean, that's literally a very perfect example. One would almost say that he's potentially master of three worlds. What was the three worlds? Well, he be? was. He's master of the physical world. The normal world. The normal world. He's master of the realm um, that they travel through to get to point A, point B, into that mm-hmm. alternate realm. Mm-hmm. But then there's the bad guy realm as well. What do they call that? That's the um, There's a name for the, the universe that the bad guy lives in. Forgot. Yeah. So that's th- And he was a master of that because mm-hmm. he sort of outwitted mm-hmm. the bad guy in that realm as well. Yeah, so yeah. he's potentially master of three. So definitely tick. That's a big tick for master of two worlds. And I think that final um, thing where we were talking about... It even says the achieve a balance between ma- um, material and spiritual. Yeah, I know. Which is quite literally the <laughs> Doctor Strange uh, storyline. Yeah, it's the sticky that he does. And I think that was also exemplified in his talk with um, Thor at the end, where, like you were saying, he was, like, interviewing him. He was saying, so what are you doing here? You know, why? what's going on? You know, he, he kind of, you know, he, he, he was... And that's related to the very last one, which is freedom to live. Yeah. Um, mastery leads to freedom to live um, uh, from the fear of death. Now, this is really important because yeah. the story was also surrounded about the chase for immortality. And that is another perfect trope, a perfect cliche trope for this type of thing, yeah. um, as I think I might have t- told you about before, um, Epic of Gil- Gilgamesh, which is a 10,000-year-old story in which this is, a lot of this stuff is kind of based off. Gilgamesh is after immortality, and Gilgamesh is a jerk, by the way, at the start of the story. He's a jerk, and he's after immortality, ultimately, towards the end, and he almost gets it. He almost gets it, and then it just he loses it, yeah. and he loses it. And the freedom to live is when Gil in the Gilgamesh story, when he comes home back to his hometown, and he like looks at it from a distance, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. this is my hometown. Fuck it, yeah." And I like that. Um, and the so living in the 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 comfort of living in the moment. Yeah, yeah, and he's at peace. Yeah, and. I think we get that at the end as well because yeah. he's not striving to be that the jerky absolutely um, surgeon anymore. And he he even took it a little step further that um, the he quite literally he controls time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can't kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't. Yeah. There's, there's and and so he has immortality um, because he controls time. Because what is immortality without time? Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, absolutely. So he ticks. There's a lot here, and and the ones that, that he does tick ticks very perfectly. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Some, some would say more, more perfectly than Tron. Yes, definitely. Um, who had more of them, but they were some of them were dubious. Yeah, yeah. Um, these ones are really black and white. They're yeah. either not or absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and only a few of them are. Mm. Uh, yeah, are not. Um, so just looking at it another way, there's a, there's a really good uh, um, character arc, mm. a very clear character arc. Yeah, and this is he one of the starts out a bit of a jerk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He is a jerk. Yeah. And this is what the freedom to live for the end he's means. The, he's the jerk that audiences love to hate, which is the money jerk. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, we, if he's a bum on the street, he can sort of be a jerk. Yeah, yeah, you got permission. You know, yeah. but, but, but when you when you got all the toys and you, you know, he's the yeah. penthouse, this penthouse is, apartment and all that. We, we kind of expect people to be heroes if yeah. they've got a lot of money. And just even driving through traffic the way he did. Yeah. You're a fucking jerk. Yeah, yeah. You and know. refusing to heal people yeah. because he. Because it wasn't prestigious yeah, enough yeah, for his yeah, career. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he goes on that, that thing. It's a nice character arc, um, nice story uh, character arc. And um, that was one thing that we felt that was a bit missing from Tron, is that the the hero in Tron, Flynn, he never changed. He was the same Flynn at the yeah. start. He was at the same Flynn at the end. He was a bit wooden. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we we as an audience feel, well, what did we even bother turning up for? Yeah, the, we, we felt like um, no one really developed... Anything. And that, in that's Tron. right. That's right. And that's what we kind of need to see. Yeah. We need to see it go somewhere. We don't yeah. need, you know. If anything, the bad guy lost something. Yeah, we thought, but the, perhaps the bad guy was the most had the had the he biggest had, arc. Of yeah, yeah. The, of the lot, he had the most yeah. non-wooden story arc, and definitely a, a, a changing story arc. He it was his, mm. you know, because he went from having everything to having nothing. Mm. But the others uh, wouldn't. This, yeah, you're right. This is a good story arc. Um, and he did it fairly unaided. You know, no one really had to, there wasn't a great deal of exposition and things like that that were required for us to follow his story arc. Yeah, yeah. Backstory and all this other shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought, thought that was really well written. I mean, often you'd have a, a sidekick in the story yeah. so that you can explain. It's like the classic Doctor Who. Yeah. What is that, Doctor Who? Doctor funny, Who says, funny you bring up Doctor Who. Well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the planet Thrive on. <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 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 Um, the Ancient One yeah. is being discussed at the moment as potential first female Doctor Who. Oh, right. And she's perfect for that. I was going to say, that could work. I could see that. She that looks work. like she's actually from <laughs> Gallifrey. Yeah, yeah, that could work. <laughs> I like the very first Doctor Who. He's just this crusty old dude. He's like Who looks like he's up. struggling with dementia <laughs> yeah. at the best of times yeah. as an actor, not as a, not as a yeah. role choice. Yeah. Um, my favourite is always – is it Tom Baker, the guy with the big, oh, long, yeah, the big long star yeah, and the Tom, afro? Yeah, Tom Baker. He was, was great. Awesome. He was great. His acting moments. He had these, these microscopic acting moments where he would stare off to nowhere <laughs> and people are waiting for him to – you know. Like, and then he'd pull a wicked grin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he would just really wide-eyed and he was yeah. staring at you. And yeah, the whole time yeah. he had that fucking scarf. <laughs> but his offsiders were really good in that period as well, and mm. also canine. Like if you, yeah, we got yeah. to meet canine in that process yeah. as well. But yeah, she's touted to uh, to go down that go down that path. Um, so if I can just conclude, yeah, yeah. what yep. I think is add all of that up, yep. and what that means is you've got a good story. Yeah. Now, it doesn't have to be the monomyth, but no. you've got the kind of- You've got the of, elements. You've got all of these really interesting elements in there, the yeah. the, the character arc, the journey, the, um, uh, the development, the temptation to- betray us as the audience and suddenly decide to be the bad guy. Yeah. You know, and that all keeps us all sort of entertained all the way through. Yeah. 
And you can, I think if you look at the 17 stages here, yeah. uh, as they're laid out here, you can easily make jumps, provided you sort of make up for them. Like um, mm. uh, the refusal to the call was mm. dubious, mm-hmm. right? But the supernatural aid mm. hammered yeah. the hell out of him. And the, <laughs> and the call to adventure, yeah. um, at the time, he, if you asked him, he wouldn't call it adventure, but, right? Because, you know, he's broken and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the call is right there and you, you can't – it's undeniable. Mm. Like mm. it's really just, just – um, it's the only option. Yeah, has. yeah. Yeah. You run out of all other <laughs> yeah, options. That's, that's um, right. So yeah, I think this still works, provided that you um, you are you're following the path, and there are you make up for the things that you don't really really do. I think there were three writers on this. I'm pretty sure it was written by. Um, and I thought that the writing was generally pretty good. There weren't wasn't there's one or two, but there wasn't too many kind of cringy lines where you're like, mm, really. Um, there's a couple of bit derpy jokes in there. Well, there was one derpy joke where I was a bit drunk. But, you know, most of it was pretty good. And, and it also didn't – they didn't flood the thing with fucking super pseudoscientific gobbledygook, you know, with all of this, you know, strange mystical terms elaborated together in parables of weirdness that you couldn't really follow. There's a little bit of that in there and, yeah. and stuff, but they, they didn't seem to flood it from – my perspective in in all of that nonsense, which seems to be a bit, bit of a veneer for cool. It's like, yeah. I'm telling you things that you don't understand and you, you should be impressed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was written by John Spate. Spates? S-P-A-I-H. S-P-A-I-H-T-S. Now, that could be a typo. It could be Spates. But you'd be pissed if your name was spelt wrong and you were the writer of a Marvel film in IMDb. Mm. Um, Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill were the writers. And what I love is that uh, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, mm-hmm. who is way, an artist, who way back actually created Doctor Strange. Yeah, they get a writing credit. Ah, good. Yeah, which is cool. That is cool. They um, bit of trivia. Um, <clears throat> Stan Lee and Stephen Ditko modelled Doctor Strange off um, Vincent Price. Uh, the famous uh, horror film actor uh, yeah, yeah. Um, who famously did the voiceover work for Michael Jackson's Thriller. Mm. Um, had that oh, yeah, really yeah. cool narrative voice. <laughs> uh, but it, it is Doctor Strange. Whenever you see a picture of um, – here, I'll show you what uh, Vincent Price looks like. Oh, it's me. Oh, it's you. Have you got more? Well, I just wanted to now pop into Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, let's do um, that. And I'll, so, I'll, I've got a picture here for Vincent Price for when we swap back over. Oh, i got to now fire it up. My computer, unfortunately, had a bit of a cow before. All right, so... Here, I'll flip it over, yeah. and then you can uh, you can tidy it up. This so I'll just is Vincent there. Price. That's Doctor Strange right there. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's exactly... Yeah. <laughs> the guy, the part... In the hair, yeah, uh, the grey on the sideburns, even the sort of verticality of his face, yeah, and the know. raised eyebrow, the pointiness of the eyebrows, everything. You yeah. can tell that they literally took him um, and put him straight in their comics. Mm. The other thing I noticed too, looking back through some uh, Doctor Strange stuff, is um, if we look at Doctor Strange comic, um, the, they didn't seem to be too averse. Um, in getting the spandex out for the superheroes throughout comic book history. But one that 
rarely gets the full spandex treatment is Doctor Strange. Very, very often he's wearing robes. That's um, a really good good point. And and sorry to interrupt. Can I just show you here? For those who are watching, they, they reinvented him for a very short amount of time. All right. Um, here. And, and so he doesn't look like Vincent Price here. He's got a mask on. Yep. Still got the cape and all of the other stuff. But they stuck him in spandex. Yep. And that didn't last very and long. And with undies over the top of the spandex. <laughs> yeah, in true yeah. superhero fashion. It, when really we want him in a miniskirt is what we want him in. <laughs> the toga. Thank you very much. So much more manly than having <laughs> You've got to have the Roman toga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's always had the big collar. <laughs> yeah, no matter where you look, great picture, he's always got the big, the <laughs> yeah. big collar. Um, yeah. And I thought, what did you think about the uh, um, the cast member that doesn't receive a cast credit? What do you think the cape? The cape. <laughs> yeah. When that cape beat the shit out of the guy in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. I was. We were, we were in stitch, and the man and I were just laughing hysterically about it because it was brutal. It yeah. was. A, it was. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it was a beat down. And it was also pathetic in some respects. Yeah. Is that if you think of a Jackie Chan movie, it's highly choreographed. Yeah, but yeah. when a when a coat wants yeah. to attack somebody, it's not that glamorous. Yeah. It's just. It's just painful. And, and for me. <laughs> How often have we seen that though? That some sort of possessed garment or something mm. um, is, and and it's all the actor, you know, the actor, and mm. it's that whole. Remember the goodies where he'd always go like that, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, patting yeah. something, <laughs> yeah. and so it's the actor doing. It. And so when mm. you've got, you know, this, the, the, the possessed blanket is killing you or something, it's always the actor. But this was clearly a visual effects process, and it, yeah. I think it, I think it paid off because it wasn't the it, the, the actor was literally getting beat down in such a way that there was no way the actor was actually performing mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was a process going on mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mind the cape. I think it I think it brought the whole magic side of the story had a scientific base to it. You sort of, and that's Marvel. Marvel do that. Well, they sort that's... of they sort of try to explain it in science. Even Thor, who is a god from another realm explains it in a scientific way. I've seen people talking about this specifically with Doctor Strange about the sort of juxtaposition that it's a bit out of character if they're trying to say that it's actually magic. In fact, I was watching the cartoon version and and um, and um, you know, Doctor Strange is doing all of his magic crap and then Iron Man is standing next to him cartoon Iron Man says, you know, Doctor Strange says something like this gate is closed and you guys don't understand these magical powers and Iron Man says something like um, oh, it's just energy, you know, or something. So he's even trying to even yeah, the cartoon yeah. he was trying to just call it energy like he could put in a battery or yeah. something like that. So yeah. Yeah, and I've seen people talking about the kind of just juxtaposition that that's a little bit um, out of character for them and how they sort of yeah. fit it in. But um, I think, you know, from the original com- conception of it, is that they were trying to break the mould, yeah. right? Because they'd already been, this is back in 1963 or whatever, they'd already had plenty of superheroes with all of this sort of familiar themes yeah. and they wanted to try and throw the audience a bit of a curveball and, and do something a bit different. Yep. All right, so I'm over here on um, Rotten Tomatoes and really, I suppose... <clears throat> I'm deciding that I, I like Rotten Tomatoes less and less. Oh, yeah. um, for some reason, they they collect all of these people who have um, who have opinions, and I don't know why. Why do they collect <coughs> these people, and where do they get them from? And so, look, here's the weird thing about. So I don't want to spend too too much on this, but it's ninety percent. I noticed. Did you notice 
that there are star rating top critic things down there? Did you see those people? What, down here? Down, no, the, 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 these. Look. Yeah, top, some people are top critics. I don't know. What, what gets you that? I don't know. I imagine, I imagine you've got to post 100 things. But I know that sometimes they seem to be picking up um, random. We were talking about this before. Yeah. They seem to be picking up. From random blogs out there in the world. Yeah, this is this is from uh, Rashid Irani from the Hindustan Times. It's from the Hindustan, and who's the Hindustan? Why are we listening to the Hindustan Times? Washington City paper. Yeah, yeah. Is that deliberately meant? Is that real? What do you mean? We got, well, we had ABC Brisbane there. ABC. Yes, we did have an ABC Brisbane. ABC Radio Brisbane. Um, Japanese Times. Are these real things? The New Yorker. Well, if you, yes, if you click on them, it'll take you to a blog somewhere randomly. So these are real people? Yes. And this is why, I, was, I don't know how, maybe they sign up for Rotten Tomatoes and they say, yes, I want to be Rotten Tomatoes and here's my blog and the last paragraph will always have the thing that you should put on. <laughs> because that's kind of what happens is, yeah. is the last paragraph kind of tends to turn up as the quote on the yeah. on the Rotten Tomatoes okay, thing. Yeah. All right, so I just wanted to read out a random few things. Grab yep. a few of these yourself and just yep. see if we concur. Cool. Um, I'll start up with, with this one, which doesn't seem too favourable. Doctor Strange, intended to be a mind-bending, rule-breaking... We've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Rebuke to the squares of the superhero cinema turns out to be a rebel in name only. A textbook definition of a bad trip. Well, uh, fuck you, you fun, <laughs> no fun fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> He's given it one and a half out of four. Yeah, yeah. Who rates things out of four? <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? <laughs> out of, what do you give it out of four? <laughs> yeah, what do you give it out of 3.7 to <laughs> 9.2? Four has no middle. That's right. <laughs> But he even gives it a 1.5. Yeah, yeah. So he's given it a half point out of four. You could have just gone five and called it two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll read out another one. Yeah. Um, um, the big point of difference, um, you know, is the face of the visuals. Um, um, lives up to its title in mostly good ways, providing a finale that doesn't rely on explosions and drawn out punch ups Doctor Strange earns points for being a little different I don't know <laughs> they even got it they got 90% I don't know why these seem so lacklustre in there okay so Doctor Strange is not as soulful as expected but in this particular reality I can uh, I'll take what I can get what do you mean it wasn't sulfur? We just did a bit of an examination and it's pretty damn sulfur. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, exactly. Doctor Strange last act is so trippy and exciting that you can almost forgive the generic story. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's given it a B minus. So he's jumped into letters. What he, the hell? He's, he's in he's, letters, he's, yeah. He's a grader. Okay, so this one was a bit of a weird one, right? So trippy and exciting that you can almost... What? Um, you can almost forgive the generic story. So this is kind of the reason why I wanted to come here today and have a look at this. Um, this I'll give you another one. It's symptomatic of the issues. Though Doctor Strange's impressive visual effects and head-spinning mythology 
might seem a bit much for Marvel's typical film-going crowd. What the hell? <laughs> this it seems the weirdest. These guys seem like the most deadest squares yeah. in the world, and yeah. it's like, yeah. Like someone's doing a review of it in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Um, its story is rudimentary enough to keep the more far-reaching elements relatively grounded. I don't quite understand a lot of these, to be honest with you. The movie is very much Harry Potter for adults. Really? Really? (laughs) I don't understand a lot of these. (laughs) The summer film superhero may have fallen a bit flat. Mm. Uh, uh, Superhero films, but this one is magic. Mm. Yeah, okay. Witty, zing. (laughs) Avoid saying anything. Make a quick (laughs) fucking joke. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so um, that's so there's, just another there's, there's one for those guys. There's one here over on Metascore. Yeah. Uh, someone gave it an 80 from The Guardian, Peter Bradshaw. It's a tremendously engaging and likable superhero ride in which the classiest of casts show they know exactly where to take it seriously and where to inject the fun. I'm pretty sure the cast don't have any say in that. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Your understanding of the movie-making process yes, is in question it's, it's here. It's small. Yeah, it's limited. <laughs> See, the cast, they just get together, right, and then they work out what they're going to say in front yeah, of the yeah. camera. You come into the room and say hi, and then I'll say Hello. I'll just wing it. I'll just wing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to riff off what you say. You fucking idiot. Uh, so... So anyway, yeah, the things that I suppose irked me the most was sort of lackluster stories or generic story that people... And what I wanted to point out through that you know, investigation of the monomyth is that it's not a lackluster story and it's not a generic story. Generic no. is... It's a classic story. Well, it's a classic... Um, um, it has classic iconography. Um, it has classic story elements. Um, all stories meander about a little mm. bit from the model mm. um, because the model depending on who you ask shifts mm. a little bit um, there are some people that don't even believe in in uh, the monomyth and mm. whatever and they can show you a different yeah, table yeah. and whatever yeah, yeah. Um, but to think that you have mastered it to such a degree that you can declare that this is merely a, a, you know a, a carbon copy of every other but you're really showing more ignorance about yourself. This is more you, you, the statement you made is more about you. Yes, and it's a it's a very weird negative thing because um, I see it more, um, and we've probably talked about this before, and we should probably talk about it more in the future. The, like I was watching a tutorial on music by a guy named Tom Cosm, and he's going to write a music. Big fan. We're a big fan right. of Tom Cosm. Okay, so he's going to do a tutorial. New Zealander. Yes, so he's going to write a, a tutorial on how to do music. And I, I loved his opening lines, and I, I still remember them. His opening lines were, okay, you know, his little New Zealand accent, we're going we're gonna to make some uh, doof-doof music. And uh, people often ask me, why do I always make doof-doof music? And the answer is people like doof-doof music. <laughs> Uh, so we're just going to make some doof doof music, and he goes on to make doof doof yeah, music, yeah, and it's yeah. because people like it. That's right. <laughs> and there's no existential, you know. There's no, and it's we talk about it a lot. There's the artist versus the artiste. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the artiste is so shit full of themselves, <laughs> and they're exactly the sort of people that would say these, that would make these types of comments. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially the people that follow the artists, they're they're the worst kind, mm. right? <laughs> we prefer the artist. <laughs> yeah. The one that gets paid, baby. And that does it because there's a fucking audience. I make this because there's an audience. That's right. And they love it, and I get from that. So I keep making it. The chocolate cake has chocolate cream, yeah. 
chocolate icing yeah. and it's chocolate. And people, when they want a chocolate cake, that's what they want. That's right. You know? And when you want to go and see a popcorn flick <laughs> and it's a cool movie, you want to see this stuff. So anyway. That's Absolutely. Rant mostly over, but I'm sure it'll flare up again at some stage. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. I'm done. All right, cool. Listen, these pictures, right, that I was flashing up before. Mm-hmm. Let me let me throw these up again. If I can. And I'll take it out of uh, slideshow. Now watch there's there's a commonality, right? Um, magic, sparks, mm, wonder. Lots of sparks and right? particles with me. Magic sparks, wonder, world turning upside down, um, interdimensional, mm. playing with physical. And then we get to standing in a street. Mm-hmm. Um, running in a street. Mm-hmm. Running with a bunch of other people <laughs> in a street. Across the zebra crossing. <laughs> <laughs> running in a street. <laughs> Running in the street while while doing this, <laughs> yeah, well, magicking. I nearly, I nearly, I nearly laughed when the, he was running towards camera with this guy running beside him, and as, as they're running, uh, he's doing this, right? Yeah. And tried to try and walk, try and even walk doing that without looking like an idiot. And he did. He looked like an idiot. And we know that he was conjuring and doing his thing, right? But he looked totally bizarre. And the the, the some of the um, some of the trivia I saw there was that he was taught. This thing mm-hmm. by a dance instructor, oh, okay. choreographer that okay. had to teach him this. Okay, right. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just use a mirror, dude. Um, but anyway, my point being is we had it was bizarre. I'm not saying I hate it, but I did notice it, and I noticed it in the film, and there was something very grounded that was offset from this other world, like the the the, the temple, dimly lit. Mm-hmm. Lots of magic, lots of sparky magic stuff, even in their weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was the stringy, sparky, with the lava sort of falling off it. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to the Ghostbusters stream from mm-hmm. the old school Ghostbusters mm-hmm. where all the, the drippy bits mm-hmm. came off the stream and stuff like that. So there's that, and then there's running around streets. <laughs> and there was a whole lot of running around streets. Right in the opening sequence where the bad guy and his crew escape, they try to escape um, from the li- from the library. Um, mm-hmm. They've just cut the head off the library guy, mm-hmm, stole mm-hmm. the page, ripped the page out of the book. Um, still not sure why they cut the head off the library guy. They're evil, Could have been man. a personal They're thing. Evil. Well, they wanted to set up the evilness. Because maybe. evil. That's right. <laughs> and then they were just about to leave and they see the... The because exposition run. is actually that's, why. That's probably to tell us he's evil. But anyway. see, they see the Asian run. They they bolt. They decide not to fight and they mm-hmm. run. And, yep, they, yep. and the door bursts open, and they're in London somewhere mm-hmm. or something. You know, they're running through the city street. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it looked pretty cool. The kaleidoscopic uh, fractal stuff that mm-hmm. was going on. That was pretty wild. They had a lot of that. But it was interplayed with running in a street. Yeah, yeah. And they'd run. They'd run down one street and people knew that they were there, mm-hmm. people on the street, because they're looking at them. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because yeah. they look weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything starts bending. Yeah. And people are driving and whatever, and they they can't see them. Like they, It's like they're walk, running straight past and that person doesn't react at all. Mm-hmm. For me, it felt it felt weird. I don't know. I didn't hate it, but I noticed it, mm-hmm. that they there was a lot of shots of them just running at ground level through streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did you? Can you remember? I, I know what I know what you're talking about, and and I don't um, 
I think you're wrong. I mean, I, I did notice it as well. Uh, I think, I suppose what I, how I would explain it is that they had all of these kind of themed areas that were definitely weird, mm. and it seems a bit weird when you go back to somewhere really mundane yeah. and, and still have weirdos running down the street. Yeah. yeah. But all of them possess the ability to open a portal mm-hmm. and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't do that. Oh, okay. You're talking about the story like he, logic. He, well, inside. he would sort of open a portal to go over there. Yeah. In the street. Yeah, yeah. Instead of going to somewhere on the other side of the planet, that, uh-huh. that person doesn't know where oh, you're okay. going. Yeah, yeah, okay. You go over there. <laughs> yeah. You know, you go in the portal, come out the portal over mm-hmm. there, and I'll, that, that'll give me a 50-metre head start. So fuck that. Like, why, <laughs> why wouldn't you just come out on the other side of the planet? You know what I mean? I, for me, it just felt like... Yeah. But for yeah. me, it wasn't even that. For me, it was just the, the, the juxtaposition of the two environments mm. that existed, the magic realm, mm. which is a lot of colour and darkly lit things and mm. really a lot of ambient lighting and lots of god rays and things like that. And then this, str- look how bright that is. It's dark. Now, if they had done this at night. Yeah, yeah, now you're talking, with right? With a wet road with lots of, uh, lots of reflections. Mist and, and yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. fog. It would have all gelled. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't. Yes, no, no. That's, I, it you just did not bloody gel. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I totally understand. And he's about so. as white as you get. You put him in broad <laughs> yeah. daylight, he looks way worse. And then the master, too, you put her in broad daylight. She's <laughs> she's the, the whitest woman in show business. Yeah, that's true. She's true. almost albino in, in a lot of the roles. They're just like so white, yeah. Um, and this it does not. Mm. But will you sell the visual effects if it's in night? Probably not as much as what you could do during the day. Like the walking down the street is just too normal. It's like if he went to buy some milk. Yeah. It's like he'd be like, what? Yeah. No, 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 no. He doesn't buy milk. You yeah. know, he doesn't walk down the street. This guy's he, got magic boots. Why isn't he flying down the street? He's yeah, got he's, got magic, magic, and he's got a magic. He's got a magic cape. cape. Yeah, well, and he's got magic boots. Yeah, right. And yet they're just legging it. Yeah, I know. Sometimes the scriptwriters forget. I don't know that they're superheroes. <laughs> this, this to me, as a, as a as someone that's been around short film, small film, budget, um, guerrilla filmmakers, right? Mm. This is the sort of thing that you decide because you can't afford certain yeah, things. Yes. Mm. And you think, well, what's a night shoot cost? Mm, mm. This, and what's a day shoot for that same sequence? That. Let's go with that. It's the producer getting in the way of the director. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, um, what else was I going to show you here? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Never heard of it, never seen it. But it's important to note that there was some lineage. We mentioned it earlier. Um, there was an earlier an attempt. Now that we're Doctor Strange experts, yes, um, in tune, in harmony um, with the vibrations of the canon, yes, we um, we should probably see if we can seek out a copy of this and I'm check gonna, out. I'm going to do it. The uh, the they, original. They did change the. Um, if we look, we'll, we'll go past the tagline there. And uh, Thomas Thomas Lidmer. So they even changed the name of the character. Oh what? I don't even. Oh hang on. Uh, yes. Oh no. Yeah, no Thomas... no. Stephen Strange is down here. Uh, oh, okay. So they thought they Thomas were Thomas Lidmer, a world weary sorcerer, foresees the return to Earth of his ancient adversary Morgan Le Fay. Okay. Uh, who is Morgan's Bla- canon name, and I'm pretending I know more than I do. Yeah. Right? Um, who has been granted dominance over men's souls by the Nameless One? Nameless One. Is is that the is that 
the bad guy. It's the cousin was, of the ancient Numanu one. or <laughs> Numeranu or whatever his name was. I don't know. Um, uh, in order to combat her evil magic, Lin Mer pa- must pass the guardianship of the light onto a young psychiatry resident. Okay. Dr. Stephen Strange, who has no inkling of his destiny. Well, I'm seeing problems with that uh, problem right there. Where you, problem with you've that got plot, log line. plot, hero, plot gets <laughs> shoved into hero. Hero goes, oh, okay, well, uh, <laughs> well, my problem is we've got introduction, <laughs> introduction, introduction, the movie, introduction, and then oh, by the way, we've got a hero here too. Oh as yeah, well, and, then, and then there's this guy. He turns up at the end. Don't worry. <laughs> And I thought it was interesting. <laughs> Let's turn him into a psychiatrist. I don't know. In the in the canon, is he a psychiatrist? Uh, I, is he's, he's a surgeon. No, he was like in the but first comic. Yeah, yeah, first a, comic. That's what I thought. I thought he yeah. was a surgeon, and I yeah. thought the whole premise of you know find the magic that was his the, hands are fucked. Yeah, in fact, the story of the new movie, as far as I can gather, is pretty it's close canon. to very very early stories of it, with a little piece, a few pieces from other stuff thrown yeah, in. That's what I thought. Yeah, too. it's very close to a, the original story. You know that there's a um, there's a recent Marvel uh, cartoon, two D. 2D animated cartoon. No. Do we still call them cartoons? 2D animated? I don't know. Or is a cartoon? No. A comic is a comic. No. It's a graphic novel. A comic book. Yeah. I was. I think is a cartoon in a newspaper. I call them cartoons. We we grew up on cartoons, and that's like what anima- else animated call- 2D. I what think else they. You call- I think they just call it animated, like oh, animated, they? like it's animated. Um, but it's it's the origin story. I think it was Hanna only- Barbera is a cartoon. Yes, the Flintstones is a cartoon. Is a cartoon. But Let me if, see if I can find it. And, and and I think the cartoon implies that it's not trying to be ultra realistic. It's a caricature, car- a cartoon caricature, and maybe an anime or something like that is where they try to be a little bit more <clears throat> realistic with the art style. I'll see. But I'm just making shit up as usual. Yeah, there's a cultural thing. Like we call things differently in Australia too. But- what the Yanks call sometimes. I'm um, sure. Um, so it's a animated Doctor Strange. I oh, see. So you say there's a new. Yeah, I watched it. It's on. Um, it's on Netflix. Okay. And it's it's new. Um, Can you throw up some pictures? I wouldn't mind seeing the th- art style. I think it's this one. Two, uh, 2007 looks like it was. Nah, this doesn't. It could be it. Um, here. This could be it. This could be the one I watched. All right. This looks fairly modern. Yeah, I think this is it. This is the animated Marvel features, and I think it's Don't do that you can get the Avengers animated origin story. Uh-huh. You can get this is the Doctor Strange animated origin story. You can even get Iron Man's animated origin story, and it's it's almost the movie. Like mm. it's pretty much it's it's like the car crash there. You know, that's it's all there. They've just in this. They take a lot more. They put a lot more focus on his journey once he reaches the monastery, once he reaches the the temple. So they have him. They quite literally have him knock, is, knock down a wall and take all the bricks away of this massive wall. Uh-huh. And it takes him a year or something like that, only to find out that the wall was never there. <laughs> okay, this is part of his training. Part of his training. I see, I see. And so that the. I would watch it, like, if you ever get a chance, have a look at it, because it does go into, there were some big leaps. Mm-hmm. 
I love this uh, quote that I saw the other day where Dr. Strange is a superhero because he read lots of books. <laughs> Batman's a superhero because he's got a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, Superman's yes, he, a hero because yeah. he's an alien. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man is a hero because he's a genius with a lot of money. Yeah. Dr. Strange is a hero because he read a lot of library books. He's a geek. He's got nothing else. <laughs> like, he really has nothing else. Like, he has no... There's nothing... He wasn't born with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a photographic... I think he even says, I, got, I have a photographic memory. Yeah, he's a super fast learner. But I think that was just a, a reason for us to get him trained up as a magician really quickly so we can go and fight the bad Absolutely. guys. Yeah, and so this is not so... Mm-hmm. I don't even think there's any books involved in this. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about actually training mm-hmm. um, the hard way. Mm-hmm. And he has to literally, with his busted hands... Mm-hmm knock all the wall down and then pick it up and carry it away and all this It should stuff. make, um, yeah, I'm sure somebody's already done this, but uh, superhero lore, you either have to be an alien, yeah. a rich guy, yeah. or be attacked by gamma radiation. Some kind of bug. Radioactive. Bug. Radioactive. Something or other. Well, radio, some sort of radioactive. Ate some radioactive cake or it's something. Good, radioactive or has to be part of the process. Yes. Absolutely. It's the only thing that can do it, obviously. That's right. Um, okay, so where are we at? What have we got? Well, um, I don't know. I, we've been through most of the stuff that I wanted to go through. Um, yeah. I think next step actually is, to, for, for me anyway, is to go and have a look at, um, see if I can track down some of the older stuff and just see how that compares. Are we going to get uh, Attack of the Cheese Ball stuff or is it going to be really derpy or yeah. is it going to be one of those ones that's, Kind of looks a bit derpy, kind of looks a bit cheesy, but actually it's not too bad, you know. I don't know who the star, Peter Hooten. When I when Never I first <laughs> when I first saw it, um, can you pull up some pictures just from Google? Yeah, yeah I got some uh, on IMDb. Show us some screenshots of what we're dealing with here. When I first saw it, I thought that's Steve Gutenberg. That's oh okay, that's the um, police academy guy. This guy it looks like Steve Gutenberg, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just that it's just too early. Like, this is 1978. Gutenberg would have been... Okay. Uh, he would have been a teenager, I think, in 1978. But this is the star here. This is this is the... Um, <laughs> that's Doctor Strange right there. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, I give him a few points for looking like a bit of a strange, eh? <laughs> He's got the... Um, they reckon when a moustache doesn't clear the line of the mouth... Right. The creepy, like... The creepiness value maintains <laughs> yeah. until the moustache clears the line of the mouth. And as soon as the the line of the mouth is cleared here on the sides, yeah. you then get into tough and all these other, you know, it looks like, you know, criminal, tough, whatever. Um, but while it sits up there, you're always going to be a porn star. <laughs> there, yeah. It's like the, um, yeah, the uh, Uncanny Valley, but for moustaches. Yeah. Now, this, I love this character. one. I love this one here. This is... Um, uh, a spectacular adventure special, Doctor Strange, APM, CBS, uh, nine, Channel Nine and Seven. So this is a 1978 ad. Look at this; the font looks like <laughs> bloody Star Wars. I'm so, it's 78, so it's one year after, right? It's classic. It's um, Crystal uh, Ball, Doctor Strange, magical champion of good over evil, battles seductive and sinister Morgan Le Fay. Morgan Le Fay sounds to me like an uh, an old school figure from history. Something oh, about, potentially. Something Morgan, Morgan, Morgan something Morgan, I've forgotten now, is in the is in the original stories. Yeah. And remember, 
the black dude in the in the movie's name is Morgan. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, remember at the very very end of the Easter eggs, the, at the end of the end of the end of the movie, that Morgan dude who you were thinking was a good guy, yeah, turns out to be a bit of a. I thought, yeah, I thought he was. He, he sounded pretty pissy when he found out that the the master was pulling energy from the dark. Dark side. I, I don't know if that in the in the original storybooks, he that Morgan character is expecting to become the Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, okay. And so there's some a, jealousy involved and yeah, things like go. that. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, a, while a girl's life hangs in the balance, <laughs> just just a chick. <laughs> yeah, some girl. It's <laughs> a chick, and her life hangs in the balance. Um, from the creators of The Incredible Hulk. <sighs> Starring Peter Hooten. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, Jessica Walton, Eddie Benton, Clyde Kasatsu. Now. He has to be Wong. Yeah. Well, he's either Wong or he's the Mr. Miyagi master. They've gone they've gone straight for the Miyagi yeah, master. Maybe. Um, and John Mills. So we don't know who any of those people are. Um, we're looking at, for those that don't have the benefit of a screen, a really bad um, black and white piece probably ended up in newspapers mm. uh, from the time. But uh, <laughs> Okay, this is the porn star version. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, we've got another one. Well, this is Doctor Strange. This is it. This is 1978. This is the... <laughs> This is the porn star version, seriously. MCA home video. <laughs> you haven't seen that in years. Um, the pink sl- swish underneath the heading. Um, and look at the, the, yeah, the colours. font. Yeah, it's got like wallpaper inside the font. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. And you can tell someone's gone for that dot, you know, that dot offset artwork. Yeah, yeah. No, no. What are they thinking with that font? Doctor Strange is arcane, <laughs> mystical, yeah. and, and the wallpaper font that you might get on a salad website that's... Yeah. Uh, and notice how it's come full circle. So in the 90, in 2016, we have um, Benedict Cumberbatch, and in 1978, he's wearing a cummerbund. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, <he's> got, <laughs> and a lot of bling. Look at the bling. He's got he's more got... bling than Mr. T. Oh no, are those. Well, obviously, those are his magic. They've also squashed stuff. the image, so the heads of these people, everybody is squished it's distorted? out. Oh yeah, no, that's heavily distorted. You can. That's yeah, definitely okay. been squashed. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I love this. You want something like that on your wall. And what's the expression on the girl's face? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to put it on the poster, go back to the other one where it's the black and white one. Yeah. See this girl's looking enticingly hot saying, yeah. why, hello. Yeah. But over here, like this one, it's like she's smelling dog shit or something. Yes. Rather. It's like, yes. ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's better. Yeah. That's better. At least it's simple. And he's got the cape. Yeah. Go back to the porn star guy. If you don't have the cape, you're a Who porn are, star. You are. You're, yeah. you're exactly right. If you don't have the uh, cape, that's what you're left with, and <laughs> that's not a pretty thing. No. So uh, in every age and time, some of us are called to join the battle. <laughs> okay. Okay, he's got the finger things going on. Yeah, I approve. All right. Uh, facial expression a bit weird. And so that was obviously the tagline at the time. In what every, is it? What in is every it? age and time, one of us is called to join the battle. Well, well, well. Yeah, I don't really know what that means. Mm. In every age and time, one of us is called to join the battle. That's just a Hollywood wank. And it could be is. you. So. I think she's the bad guy. She's the sorceress. No, no, She's no, LeFay. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Go back to the porn star. She's the chick in the porn star smelling the dog shit. But that's the bad guy. No, she's got to be the she girl. Is, she's got to be the girl. Just... No, that's this. This is the girl. The, the one looking like the damsel is got to be the girl. 
Oh, is he fighting a chick in this one? Yeah, yeah, the oh, bad okay. guy's sorry, a chick. Sorry, sorry. Uh, this, I think this is the guy that, whose name we were talking about before. He's been in just about I'm it. Sure he's, he's been, been Columbo and Y Five O. He's a television stalwart. This guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there we go. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I'm not sure about what's he got in his head. He's got like a some sort of turban thing on. I don't know if that's, that's definitely a turban. Me. It's definitely a, a, it's a it's a turban. It's that, a mini turban. It's a turban light. Well, it's very close to a do rag uh, in this day and age. <laughs> yeah. Still sporting the bling. Yeah, plenty of bling. At least he's got his, cla- his cape on. Leanne, Leanne pointed out about the new film too that um, he just stole the eye. Yes, that's right. And never really. No, they didn't. Said it. No one ever said anything no about it. No one was it. too bothered. He just helped himself to it. And it seemed like it was the uh, super artifact that saves the day. And he's like, yeah, I'll be having that. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to take that. <laughs> that's got to be the damsel. Oh, that's the girl. That's the, the girl, the hero, and the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, we got to look out for this one. Yeah, we we'll, gotta, we'll check it out. We might even check it out as, as one of our classic movie reviews. Yeah, yeah, totally. And do a, an AB comparison. Totally. But mind you, there are websites, uh, web pages dedicated to such comparisons. Um, like this. Oh, no. I might have closed it. Yeah, I think I closed it. So that's it for our review of uh, Doctor Strange 2016. Not to mm. be confused with the 1978 classic. And if you watch that one, no doubt you will be confused. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 certainly give it our thumbs up. I think I think this consensus is that um, yeah. uh, we like the story, we like the popcorn experience. Um, the visual effects were outstanding. We didn't spend a lot of time talking about the visual effects. We might come back and visit it if it uh, if and when it it bodes well at the Oscars. Mm. Uh, we might even talk about the visual effects when Tom comes in um, mm. next time because they're unique, which is not easy to do. Um, unique in a certain way. I mean, we saw this, some of these types of effects in Inception. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sort of taken to a whole new level, and, and I thought done really well. Yep. Um, the lo- logistics of it all, and getting cars to to drive at ninety degrees off the edge of roads and things like that—it's mm-hmm. some pretty bizarre stuff. There was only one shot where I saw the, the uh, offsider run out to meet Doctor Strange in the middle of a street. And it was a big wide camera and everything's all bent and curved and stuff like that. It just didn't look right. The weight didn't look right. You could tell it was a CG character. Mm. Um, but apart from that, everything else looked pretty good. Mm. The, all the light and plasma effects and stuff like that all looked really well. What did you think of the, um, the other universe that he went to that he relived over and over again? Uh, we could probably end up talking about that for a while. But um, If you look at the classic uh, comics, it looks almost... Exactly what they had in mind. All these orbs with yes, in fact, like that was cellular. That was literally some of the stuff that they'd drawn in the actual original comics. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, it didn't work for me. No, there was the hyper colors and the jumping from one planet to another. Yeah, or are they planets? And I, I liked better the idea that there was that black silhouette mm. with the universe as sort of comped, um, keyed inside it, right? Um, That worked better. And maybe if they had the character who looked like that, he was like an outline that was a window onto the universe and he was chasing around the city or whatever. Mm. But, yeah, no, I don't think it was... um yeah, it was it was a little bit too weird, but I don't know, maybe that's the the thing. Yeah, I I didn't think it worked. I didn't think it fitted into Mm. what we were... 
it just looked too colourful and yeah, too colourful. It needed to be a bit more foreboding and yes, negative, yes, bad. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, that's our review of uh, the new Doctor Strange, the new Marvel Doctor Doctor Strange. Um, next week we'll talk about uh, mixed bag. <coughs> Mm-hmm. of uh, some things that we've been keeping an eye on mm-hmm. um, and then we might have another look the week after at a, a classic film so in that mm-hmm. time we'll, we definitely won't let it sneak up on us this time we'll have mm-hmm. a look at uh, we might go to our list mm-hmm. our uh, classic list our YouTube classic list and pull, yes. pull something that people can go and watch yeah. um, any uh, anything to pitch anything to plug got anything going on um, no mm-hmm <laughs> I'm the same. If we if <laughs> we take work one, out of the mix, yes, taking it one day at a time. There's right nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> We're sort of um, dealing with the uh, the hectic part of the year, which is the starting part of the year, s- the starting early days. All right, cool. So that's it for us for another week. Uh, until next time, from me, it's bye for now, and for me, it's bye for now as well. See ya. What is your chemistry? How many of you are there?